0: Thanks for checking out this episode of My First Sketch. I'm Josh Hyam. Feel free to subscribe on iTunes, or you can check out the new, but still very bare-bones, myfirstsketch.com. You can like the Facebook page at facebook.com myfirstsketch. Any comments, questions, concerns, thoughts, criticism, cookie recipes, feel free to email myfirstsketchpodcast at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at josh high Foss. today i'm talking to patrick siervo currently part of patrick Wright's sketches and until pluto let's go right to his first sketch Jolie darrow plays hank patrick siervo plays john who is constantly trying to one-up hank and andrew coppola plays tom who is easily impressed I am back in my normal role as the omniscient voice, giving you stage direction and any visual information you need to know. Three friends, Hank, Tom, and John, are out at a bar catching up. John always needs to one-up everybody.
1: It's so nice to finally get out like this. I don't think we've uh, have all been together since the last day of college. That is awesome. It's almost as good as my James Taylor story. Oh, you have a James Taylor story? Oh, well, it's nothing, but last summer I went to buy my son Josh a guitar because he wanted to start taking lessons. So I'm looking at the guitars and I see none other than uh, James Taylor. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, he helped me pick out a guitar and he even showed me the chords to play Fire and Rain. He's such a great guy. What? Your son.
0: How oh, does he like the guitar he bought him? Oh, yeah, yeah, he loves it. He's great. So, uh, speaking of kids, how is parenthood going, Hank? How old is he now? Six months? Ten months. <laughs> yeah, he's doing good. He just
1: started walking, which doctors say is the normal age, so we're happy. Ten months? That's nothing. We had Josh walking by eight months, running by ten. That's when we knew he was going to be a great track star. And guess what? He just finished at 5K in under 20 minutes.
0: 5K under 20 minutes? That's incredible. He's a great athlete. So, uh, I'm going to start
1: working on the Cory Booker campaign. For Senate. I worked on Obama's.
0: You guys are so cool. Hank is annoyed about constantly getting one-upped by John. He starts to make things up to see how far he will go. Tom is looking back and forth at the person who is talking, getting more excited with each story. Angrily, Hank stands up. Time is blown
1: away. John stands up. I was a sherpa on Everest. Incredible! I had double bypass surgery. My heart's electric. I bought a puppy. I swim with sharks. I swim with mermaids. (laughs) You guys want to see a picture? Takes out his phone. I saw Bigfoot. Uh, I row Nessie. I fought the Emperor of Mars.
0: Aha, I get you.
1: What? How?
0: Mars doesn't have an Emperor. Uh, I think I will just put the picture away. God, it is college all over again. You haven't grown up.
1: You still have to one up everybody. <sighs> I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to one up you. It's just that my life's pretty boring these days. I guess I just wanted to seem like I had stuff going on. Hank and Tom both look
0: understanding for what John has to say. I'm sorry. You're sorry, man.
1: I'm sorry for yelling. I've been short-tempered lately. I lost my job last week. I lost two jobs.
0: <laughs> Blackout. <laughs> All right.
1: up? Uh, tell us about this idea, where, where
0: did this come
1: from? Uh, this was uh, like uh, my second sketch in uh, uh, Brian Kelly's 101 at Fit. Uh, we had to do a uh, character sketch and I don't know if this was a uh, direction of Brian but I just remember thinking s- for some reason uh, to write about uh, something that annoys me. And I hate cocky people and, you know, people that think they're better than everyone. So I found that in s- people who constantly need to be better than someone else.
0: Well, I think that's a general archetype of, like,
1: taking down. Yeah. Like, making fun
0: of your enemy or, like, those, you know, those character archetypes that you find annoying. It's like, I my first kind notebook was just filled with people that I found annoying in my life that I just wanted to write about, but I never figured out how to do it. Right.
1: wrote outside of the class or I wrote like I was isch- interested in writing. I wrote about a a uh, like 10 page short film that you know I met up with this kid in college who he did uh, film stuff and I was in one of his films which one of his short films it was a silent film called uh, the Roaring 21st Century and I played uh, Doc Browncock in which I am a scientist that brings a man who was frozen during the Depression back to life. Okay. And, uh, you know, he just thinks the world is hell, and he's experiencing this world, and it's all a silent movie, and it just ends in with him, you know, taking himself out. It's a lot funnier if you see it. <laughs> um. But, yeah. he. Uh, then I told him I was interested in writing, and so we had a couple ideas, and I uh, nothing really came of it. So, so what, what
0: led you to FIT, taking a class FIT? Like, what, how did you find out
1: about it? How did you I knew about FIT for years, but I was like kind of in college and having fun. So uh, after I graduated, I decided, uh, you know, what the hell am I doing now? So might as well take a class. I, uh, yeah. Um, I just been, like, would, you go to school here in Philly or? I went in, uh, to Newman University up by Westchester, okay. uh, so I, uh, but I'm from, like, I'm five minutes over the bridge in Jersey, so I would always be, like, Googling, like, uh, comedy in Philly, and this okay. would be, like, the only thing that came up, you know, for a while. Yeah,
0: because that does basically my, my experience too, was just, like, Googling, or, it that way. Like, yeah. I discovered Secret Pants that I knew that there was because I thought like if I wanted to do pursue comedy I would have to move to Chicago
1: right or, or LA you know
0: do either second city or groundling
1: yeah that's was my exact thought and then I was like oh wait there's sketch
0: comedy in Philadelphia okay like
1: yeah um, oh and just I before I forget on the Secret Pants note so. Uh, I just wanted to get this out. So when I was in high school and I didn't really know about anything, any comedy thing in Philly, I told them this. So my history teacher came in one day. He was, uh, he had seen something on uh, CBS News. It was a uh, Batman and Bush, yeah. So uh, he showed us that video and he was like cackling like an idiot to himself and everything. He loved it and that ended up being uh, extra quiet credit questions mm-hmm. are in my test, I swear to God, that, like, helped me, like, pass, like, <laughs> history in, like, a 10th grade.
0: So you think thank Paul Trigiani for 10th grade history.
1: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: pretty awesome. Um, I didn't even know about that until way after.
1: Yeah, it just. Because
0: it was, like, their first thing that really hit. Mm-hmm.
1: And it didn't even click for me that that was, like, them until I saw it again at their, like, best-of show and everything. And I was just sitting there, like, oh, oh, God, like, I remember this. So, uh, you're taking
0: the class. Uh, what What were you watching growing up? The- what was your comedy
1: fandom? Uh, I liked a lot of late-night TV, like, late-night talk shows. Conan and I watched a lot. Uh, SNL, of course. Uh, Letterman. Uh, then, uh, you know, uh, I started getting, like, more, like, serious, like, like, you know, comedy nerd, when, like, in high school and everything, and I was, uh, well, what was it, like, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm for a while, I was, like, obsessed with, and, uh, uh, Craig Ferguson for a while, like, that's, fr- yeah, that was, like, my, one of my favorite, like, late night shows.
0: Got I, I, Not that I never got him, but like nothing stuck out, nothing jumped. Like he was, he was so different. Like the things that like, he always made a name or always got a name for, or always got like recognized for, was his more serious moments. Where wasn't there like after Brittany had her freak out, he was, he was very much like knock it off, get a, get away from her, let her.
1: Yeah, basically. I mean, it wasn't too like intense, like like yeah. that, but yeah. But Right. Whereas, you
0: know, Conan sketches.
1: hmm That was one of my first things I saw from him too, and I decided 'cause I was he was on uh opposite of Conan at that time and I'd always watch Conan. So I saw that clip and decided to give him a shot. And then afterwards, like everything I thought like, you know, on a show was like great. Like so you gave up Conan for Craig Ferguson? I did. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well I was happy. Yeah, I was happy because it was like you know it was already known that he was getting the Tonight Show, so I'm like, all yeah, right, so I get it both. Was
0: in that period where you're like, all right, cool, we have, he's moving earlier, so I can.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw Jimmy y- yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> um, so then, uh, so it sounds like Conan. All right, so Saturday Night Live, you mentioned you mentioned Conan. Who would have been your favorite Saturday Night Live cast member? Uh,
1: well, the two like. Uh, people that like are like that w- weren't from like a like Disney PG movie that I saw. You know, like uh, the actual first like you know adult comedy movies I saw were uh, were uh, Austin Powers and uh, Billy Madison. Okay. So like I always just like uh, and I was with uh, Austin Powers. I was like the nine year old in the uh, theater, just laughing at everything. Did you get everything? Uh, I think. To an extent, I think, you know, like, it was the second one, and he was just running around naked, which I thought was hilarious. Okay, so, it wasn't even the okay, the first one. Right. I have an issue with the first one. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, I don't know I've said this on the podcast, but, like, if you watch the first Austin Powers movie, and you watch the best of Mike Myers SNL DVD, right, there's way
1: too much overlap. Oh, is there? There's a ton of
0: jokes that you use on
1: SNL. Oh, God. Yeah. I was like, Come on. That's original. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: Don't just reuse things like the the bit that like no control of my voice.
1: Right. Oh and yeah, yeah. Sketch.
0: Which like there's like four or five things major pieces of awesome Powers that That's right. is using SNL and I was so bummed and so annoyed by it. But at the same time Austin Right. So I didn't know any of the James
1: Bond. References.
0: Or, and then when I finally watched all of the James Bond movies, oh, it's
1: clear, like, this is, you know, like. What yeah, yeah. Is. So on that level, it's, it's a great movie, but, like, mm-hmm. we jokes from five years ago on your TV show, so it's, like, bums me out so much. Right. Um,
0: and, and Billy Madison, of course, like, um, it, it's a fun movie, and a lot of people will say that, like, Billy Madison had more probably like hurt is better. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I don't know if he got lazy or um he got money. Yeah, <laughs> if it's just you know, he didn't make twenty million dollars for Willie Madison, but
1: yeah. he, he did. Yeah.
0: Um so somebody higher than Adam Sandler would they've been
1: I guess so. I mean I'd like uh I would like, you know, just like uh Will Farrell uh, Bill Hader and everything. Mostly like now I kinda watch SNL a little more religiously than I did back then. So. Really? You're watching it more as an adult than you did as a, like a teen? Yeah, well ever, ever since I started doing this I've been wanting to like, you know.
0: Okay, so it's, I don't wanna say studying.
1: But you know, just like.
0: But yeah,
1: okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I I wanted to, basically, my thought if I ever did comedy, I wanted to do stand-up. And I am naturally, like, very quiet and, you know, so I kind of had that, like, oh, I knew, like, you know, I need a class, you know. So I thought if I got good at writing jokes, I'd have, like, if I knew, like, I could write jokes and my jokes were good. And I've been in plays, you know, I was getting over, like, that stage fright thing, so, I thought just like combine the two, I could do stand-up and everything, if I had those two things. And then uh, I I started writing a uh, sketch. I really loved it and everything, but uh, and I tried standup. It's not uh, it wasn't what I thought it'd be. Okay. So, but I did love sketch, like writing sketch and performing sketch and seeing sketch in Philly. So I stuck with that. Uh. Yeah. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I was worried those men. Uh There's a big difference between b- being by yourself in front of a mic versus yeah having other people. Like you could be you could be doing the same thing, doing the same jokes with the same premises and trying to get the same point across. But being surrounded by other people, hmm
1: like yeah, is, is, is completely different. Right. If you suck, you suck together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, so, you don't pursue stand up as much anymore?
1: Or? I did the stand up class at Fit, and uh, uh, it went well. I thought I could, like, uh, I thought I got a good handle on writing the jokes and everything. We did the class show, my set went great, and I tried uh, an open mic, and I was, like, excited going in. You know, I had new stuff, I was feeling good, and then it just, like, I went on at two in the morning as the hour, I got there at nine as the hours are going by. My like, you know, like it wasn't even like I wasn't even nervous, like, oh my god, I just wanna go home. Yeah. And I just did the same thing I did in my class for like three people there. Nothing. All right, bye, see ya. Always been my concern about trying to uh stand on the mics Yeah. Like Yeah. And meanwhile, with like when I, after I took sketch one-on-one with Brian Kelly, like, like literally four months, four or five months later, we had like a group that had probably had like that was a sketch written, and we had another one, and we emailed him for stage time. In like January, he gave us stage time by March. This has been right? like, yeah. Okay, I, so this yeah. this was the first thing I took the sketch up, which you know okay, yeah. it went well there, which you know. Gave me a big confidence boost in going forward.
0: Yeah, when, it, when a sketch does well at sketch up, it's
1: pretty fantastic. Yeah. Especially your first old time. So yeah. Like, and then when a the sketch doesn't go well,
0: it, it's not fantastic, but like it's like you, I, I always wish when something doesn't work for me that I'm just like, I, I wanna go to the work, right. What what
1: yeah. fix it for me. Mm-hmm. Like, Right. It's
0: late. I fortunately did the rest of it. Yeah. intriguing things. Um So, okay, so there's no stand up necessarily. Was that that class at
1: chip? No, it was with uh Matt Custer Matt Custer. Yeah. Who won Philly's like, funniest like that year before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, I don't remember it. Um, yeah. It was just basically like a workshop, you know. Yeah, I think something like that. Uh, did you do any other sketch classes with it? I did. Yeah, I did 101, on uh, the 201. With the uh, yeah. hmm And that's it. And then I did two with Kevin McDonald, the improv sketch with Kevin McDonald.
0: Okay, so you did that
1: that,
0: that
1: first. Right. That, that might have been the second time you came to yeah. the city. How was that? Uh, I loved that class. It was, you know. Uh, it was like, uh, I was probably doing like sketch for like uh, six, seven months. So it was a good way to get into like, meet like different people and everything. And the uh, there was a lot of, uh, I think, uh, some improv people there too, that were in there. And uh, yeah, we did, uh, I remember uh, the sketch that basically my group wrote went pretty well.
0: Was, this was like, it already moved
1: up. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, uh um, I'm just trying to get a timeline. Mhm. Cuz I I went dark for a while where I was not uh-huh. in the city. Um, yeah. This is like uh May 2014. Okay, I have probably just getting started to show back
0: up or being a person again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um And then you did t- you did the most recent one?
1: Yeah. How's that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was uh it was fun. I uh well, I it was fun, uh, like, the first time when I read my sketch and it went well, but then uh, reading, like, it over and over again and, like, with, like, a few edits, kind of, it just became, you know, a little tedious. That, that point where, it's uh, like, no longer funny. yeah, it's like, all right, hey, everyone, I changed uh, these lines, here it is now with these two different lines. I, I No, I like I thought he was uh, I thought that like he was a good teacher and everything but like just that uh, it was a big class too so we took there was like 20 of us and it took like hours like a couple hours to get through everyone's sketch and like give notes so like with the uh, improv sketch you were standing up you were active the whole time uh Yeah. What was it like eight sketches got picked? Yeah. So there's 20-something right. in the class,
0: and then it gets boiled down to eight. How how does that, like, tell me about that process in, the, in that
1: class. I mean, well, we basically, I think we had our sketch three times, and then by the time, uh, and then he just picked them when we were on break. So I don't know what, I think he was trying to, uh, he met, ma- it was it ended up so everyone was in one sketch. Right. So I think he he, he uh he tried to do it a little bit that way, but you know. Right. and some people didn't even like have that, that big role to certain
0: people that just, like, had two lines the yeah. room, which I wouldn't because I don't really enjoy being on stage. Right.
1: Uh-huh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Sketch is a few people, at least, you know, at its best, at four. And even to a certain extent, you know, the state's 11 people, and that's that's, an, that's a lot. Right. Um, but so you have
1: Patrick Wright's sketches. Yeah, yeah. And Untold Pluto. Uh huh. Patrick Wright's sketches, it's just you writing? Yeah. Like uh, you know, I'll, yeah I'll write uh, basically before I'll have, like, a. Mostly everything written, ask, try to get stage time somewhere, and once I do, I'll get a, uh, I'll have in mind who I want to cast, but I'll, like, you know, see if they could do the date, and then we'll meet up, and they'll, like, uh, they'll, you know, throw, like, they'll help me edit stuff, you know? It doesn't, it's not like, yeah, like, no, no, yeah, this is my sketch. It's Patrick writes sketches, not you guys write sketches. Not Patrick and you.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so you're another person that has multiple groups, multiple outlets, so how is Patrick Wright's
1: sketches different than Until Pluto? Uh, so Until Pluto is with uh, Pete Gerbron, and basically, well, with uh, with that, it's like, we basically just kind of like meet up like once a week regardless, and we'll, we'll either have sketches ready or we'll have uh, ideas. And we'll usually write together for about like a, an hour and a half or, and uh, just kind of help each other out with the things we're trying to do. How uh, does that relationship start, like? So Pete was on my first iron sketch team, not the water one, I, I, I did the first one which I also lost. It was chair, the prop was chair and uh chair. Yeah. So it was a uh, would have been the mentor for that, a Jen Curcio. This is right okay. before she went to LA. Right. And uh basically I uh then I did a uh I did a play during that summer. like uh, It was like improv the script play. At It's upstairs from the Adrian, uh, on the Adrian New City stage. And so it was a political like comedy type mystery. And we had this one guy who uh, played Abe Lincoln, who was like, uh, it was a, I had written the original scene with the Abe Lincoln character. And it was like sassy ghost Abe Lincoln. Okay. So he like killed in that. And so when this uh, Patrick Wright sketches show came around, I uh, I wrote another Abe Lincoln thing, and I thought I'd get him to to do it. Uh, he couldn't do it. I needed a tall white guy, Peter O'Brien, okay. and then Pete. Uh, basically, he's been doing every pretty much every show I've done since then. He's been in. So, I did Improv 101 when I was still in college, but we didn't even have a class show because everyone dropped out. Uh, so, and uh, uh, he's not here anymore. Uh, Jim uh, Gr- Grimley? Grimman? Um, Jason, Jason, Jason Grimley. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, he was there, and then. I came back and to fit like a year later and he wasn't. And then but I redid it again with uh one on one with Greg Maughan. That was a uh, a lot better experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, only like two this time, so it's good. And then uh I did uh improv two oh one with Nick Gillette, which uh which I really enjoyed a lot. And then three oh one I kinda I I didn't advance as much as I thought I would, and I, even with doing well in 201, I still kind of preferred sketch. Okay. So. So you almost
0: went through the full, but you're not going to go through like you're not going to go first uh, improv team or.
1: No. Like,
0: but do you find it helpful for?
1: Yeah, right yeah. Um, do you use it often? Like, I mean, with we'll just like kind of like we won't like get up and like do scenes, but we'll just like riff around and you know throw out lines, stuff like that. So, yeah, in that sense. Um,
0: so, I see a bunch of your shows, and I've been thinking about this since I was getting to you. Like, oh, boy. I see a bunch of your shows, both as Patrick Wright sketches and Untold Pluto, there's a, a certain darkness.
1: Yeah, th- like that's not on purpose. They're, they're, it's not like... No. Like cry for help no, like, you know, yeah, play. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm pretty happy guy, yeah. normally. <laughs> because,
0: uh, I, don't, I don't remember if it was a Patrick Wright sketches or an Uncle Pluto sketch, but, like, you had two right in a row where I was just like, man, I want a buffer between those two, where, um... Which, do you remember which sketches?
1: Was, uh, The Singing Children. Oh, yeah. The singing Children and, uh, The Game Show. Right. <laughs> where I'm just like, oh, man, like,
0: please put something happy in. The yeah. Place.
1: babysitter because the three children are demons. Well, like, they're terrible people, terrible it, children, it was basically my thought was it was like, you know, I think I kind of mixed up two movies, uh, The Sound of Music and the uh, what's the other one she's in Mary Poppins. Uh, Mary Poppins, you know, like, so there, there has to be a nanny come like rescue, like this family and everything. And I think it was in uh, uh, Sound of Music. All the kids come down. They're singing about how great they are. And I, uh, and, you know, in my experience, not everyone was that, like, you know, happy and chipper in real life. Uh, yeah. So I thought it would be good if they were just kind of, like, bratty little shits. And then it kind of. a little bit more than bratty. Yeah. Right. It got a little darker in the <laughs> writing process, but yeah, that was my thought. And then and then the other one where it's a game show about. It's about finding and a child that has so been the adopted. One
0: that adopted. I was trying to think of like the
1: best way of yeah. being correct about it. Um, so, where did that come from? So, I was taking a UCB uh, 201. So it was like half the room was given uh, the assignment, write a two-person sketch. And my half was given the assignment, write a five-person sketch. So... That's an interesting... I've never heard of that assignment like that. I mean, yeah. I to, I've never done the UCB, so we to talk about UCB
0: for a minute. That's an interesting... are doing that? we got to write that down. Huh. Um,
1: all right, so you get the five-person sketch. So my thought was, where, like, I was having trouble with it. Like, where would five people be? And all I could think of was game show. You know, a game show, there's a host, there's a contestant, there's usually someone... You basically model it on the doing
0: game kind of premise where there's right.
1: a contestant and the three... Yeah, yeah. Like uh, panelists. Yeah. Of that. So uh, it was... Uh, so then uh, thinking of what the game show is, uh, I remember at the time thinking... There was a show on, like, Fox called, like, I forget what it was called, but it was like, you're like naked in a box... It was weird. But it was like, you know, like, that was the game show. I didn't watch it, I just knew like, it was like about someone being in a box naked or something, or are they, or like trapped in a box? And my thought was like, you know, how do I get weirder than that or crazier than that? Because there's already a bunch of weird shows out there. And so, I, I don't know how, you know, child abduction, (laughs) <laughs> popped up but that was like you know yeah either, but, like, um, so I did uh, up to 201 with there so 101 and 201 and with who, like Jeff Garlic and uh Brendan Basham Basham I think he's uh, friends with uh, a lot of uh, uh, the Campwoods okay, group. Yeah. I know very little about yeah. structure anymore. Um,
0: so, and then what was that experience like?
1: Uh, 101 was basically kind of like, I did it about a year, a little more than a year after I did 101 with Brian. And it was like a great, like, refresher. It was good, like, you know, I seem to, like, have forgot, it, like, mostly, like, Every like structural thing, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah, of we, uh, Ironage, like, of right, blah, blah, blah. yeah. Basically, so that was like, uh, that was good to get back and uh, reestablish, like you know, how to actually do this thing. Because for a while, I didn't really like. After with my first uh, sketch or uh, uh, iron sketch show, mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling good about like what I was writing. And I started feeling uh a little better with the second one, water. Mm-hmm. But that one, the one oh on one class helped me like feel a lot better about, you know, I could actually do this.
0: Okay, cool. You UCB before, in between the two mm-hmm. iron sketches that you did, okay. And then you did two, two
1: oh Right. And yeah, that was great too. Yeah, and they had different, like, like you know, I didn't get, like, assignments like, uh, well, like, you know, uh, we also did another assignment where it was, uh, you come in with a pitch, and then we all went around the room saying the pitch, and he's like, all right, uh, the person to your right, that's your sketch, you're going to write something about that, so they, and, another thing. Was that an experience that you enjoyed, like that? Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Uh, not originally, but you know, after I get started getting going, and like you know, it could be something. Julie totally talked about that last week. Where,
0: like, I, I guess I would have certain ideas that I would want to keep ownership of, like, and then I guess there's certain things I probably, like, I would have to think specifically to volunteer. Yeah. Or
1: something. Yeah. Um, that's how I was at first, but it was you know, I think I wrote a better sketch with uh this person's pitch than I would have with my pitch. Then what
0: about your pitch? Was that like that sketch was that
1: how was that? Oh uh, well, how did he do with my pitch? Uh uh he did all right. <laughs> so you so you would have done better
0: with your pitch than the person
1: done? No. So I don't think I like. I'm not sure if I would have done better than he did with my pitch. In my head, I did, but you know, who the hell knows? But like, yeah, I definitely think. Did you keep that pitch? Are you still going to explore that? No. no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So okay, so you have Patrick writes sketches. Right. I should not ask who's writing the sketches. Yeah. Do you know who's going to be in the show? Yeah. So it's uh, Pete Gerbron, uh, uh Steve Holland, um, uh, Sarah Clemency, uh, Kate Fruin, uh, Marshley, I don't really know his last name. He's only Marshley on Facebook. Uh, but And uh, there's one more Megan, Megan uh, Maron, Marin. Bad Kitten. Uh, Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kate and Meg are for the first time okay. are, and Marsley's been in until Pluto shows. Okay. So he hasn't, okay. Yeah. He, he did, uh, the I have a dream. Yeah. Martin Luther King. Right. As an audience like to keep track of which was which hmm. is difficult. Like, Interesting. Yeah. You know, same thing with Jolie with all her fourteen different things. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, like and it's not the same, like Barbara Wish and Swedish, they're completely two different right. like, voices. But you're you are the solo writer of one and then half of the writing team of the other with the same concept of two write, like, writers and then a cast.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean like it's not like set in stone because I when I'm writing, I haven't asked them to do the show, but uh most of the time originally when I started doing this, I thought I'll do a new show with new people like each time right. because you know uh I thought it just to be a different thing, but i you know I started working with people I like to work with and that I trusted and
0: Mm-hmm. How do you write just the void and then, like, do you edit, when you know, for example, Steve Hahn's going to do this role, do you chop something down, do you edit it
1: to... Uh, a little bit, like, like, uh, have like, something, they'll, like, change, like, uh, the lines around to, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, once we start reading it and everything and, like, uh, the way they're doing it to fit that more, but I don't really... Uh, if, if for some reason someone couldn't do a role I'd written with them in mind, I try to get someone you know very similar to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple times it hasn't worked out like that, and the sketches have become like something way different than I thought it was, and it's been kind of like awesome to see.
0: Okay. Okay. So, and that's an interesting thing too. Like you're writing, you're single, you're single-minded as the writer. Like other people are going to pitch ideas later on, but are the force there so what is it like trusting the actors and the people that you've chosen the people that are helping you out uh, do the stuff, like
1: yeah well uh, it's like nuts you know I mean that's kind of why I've been using like uh, Steve and Pete and Sarah like for everything because I know what they can do now but like if I bring on someone or f- for instance I saw Kate do a role that uh, was similar a role I've written for this show, mm-hmm. so I've you know, I wanted to see if she was available for that, so uh, it's, when it when it doesn't go like uh, how you exactly thought, it's a little mm-hmm. kind of like you, it's I, not the end of the world Are you the director?
0: Like, are you staging everything?
1: Or? Y- uh, yeah more or less I I haven't felt that comfortable yet and I'm not good with like people I don't really know too. like Pete I could yell at uh, like all day and tell him like you know you know just fuck yeah, off yeah, and get over there you
0: might have a shorthand with him already cause you do you
1: know like yeah yeah but yeah I do uh uh it's what I've noticed is people will like you know they want me to do it you know they want me to tell them what the hell to do when I was thinking so
0: Right. Like kind of, you know, like, I don't want to say like Wes Anderson, because when you study film,
1: there's that all tour theory of like one person's distinct mm-hmm. voice distinct. distinct.
0: You have? Do you think you had a distinct voice?
1: Uh, well, you uh, like uh, I've noticed. Out of the dark, couple sketches. Yeah, well, I've noticed like uh, like what you said with that. That uh, lots of times my my the stuff that gets the best reaction is kind of like a dark theme. The, uh, the, but it's, like, uh, up against, like, a upbeat backdrop, you know? So, uh, and that's the, I mean, I don't try to. <laughs>
0: you're, so it's not a cry for you no. trying to go
1: dark. Yeah. Okay. Just, just checking, out. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I just like it, you know? I. There's. uh, Growing up, there has been like. And always, some way, I kind of see myself doing something with either TV or films. And it's always been a comedy related. So it's something that's always been in the back of my head. Uh, I don't know. like why exactly like you know I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this right like I don't know like if there's some like like demon like you know that oh I have to do comedy and everything I just like to do it and uh, I feel like it's one of the few things I'm actually good at so that helps okay. alright
0: All right. bye <laughs> some fact-checking and things I forgot during the interview uh, I said that Patrick is the only person writing singularly sketch shows like that. Uh, and then immediately after I was done talking to him, I remember Julia Shelley from J- Locked in Julia's Basement. She's obviously another example of a single writer creating a work of sketch comedy. Patrick isn't the only one doing it, he was just the only one I was looking at right at that moment. Patrick Writes Sketches is highlighting this week's Philly Sketchfest Presents. It's 8.30 p.m. at the Playground at the Adrian at 2030 Sansom Street. Tickets are $10 and available at Ticketfly.com. My First Sketch is a Philly Sketchfest production. Head to phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter at PHLSketchfest. Also, for more information about comedy in Philly, visit woodercooler.com. The music in this episode is by the band Nono which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. Go to myfirstsketch.com or like the show on Facebook to keep up with who I will be talking to next and any future live shows. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening to My First Sketch. Now go see some comedy.